eventful week is about to give way to a fresh round on the 360 agenda. The Thursday night stakes are high. The Bulldogs shuffled the big man ranks for the trip to Sydney to square off with the Swans on a milestone night for John Longmire. Picking up the pieces on the Gold Coast. The task inside the four walls to get the uplift that can accompany a coaching trauma. And universally loved and admired, Crow Rory Sloan is about to celebrate game 250. He'll step from the training track to join us live. I'm Jared Waitley, he's Jordan Lewis this Wednesday night. It's footy from all angles. Jordy, hello. Hello, Jared. How are you? Robbo's just not having much luck at the moment and we've taken an ultra-conservative route with OK, him. that's fair enough. No, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and um, speak ill of him. Pardon the pun, but um, I'm here. Whenever you need me, Jared, I'm here. Oh, only phone call away. I need you now. <laughs> I need you now. All right, here's what we've got lined up. Again, a couple of great topics that I'm looking to forward to picking your brain over. This is how it lines up for NIB tonight. Rory Sloan straight off the training track. David King, Lee Montagna, the watch list. Inside the four walls with Brad Johnson, Eddie Betts. And then a couple of the under-18 lads who have been masters of other sports, but they've chosen AFL. Nathan Philactides. And Harry DeMaria, and if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure I've called Harry DeMaria on a boxing day at the cricket. So I'm looking forward to oh, asking about it. a boxing match. No, no, no at the cricket on boxing day. to be reckoned with. It's uh, always a joy getting them in here. It uh, is. Was it last year Harry Sheasel? Yep. And um, Jefferson, the kid Jefferson that yeah. went to Melbourne. Yeah, to the... it's great to meet them on their way through. We always get the big guns in here, Jerry. We don't muck around. Country and Metro rounds out the, oh, the rivalry. Under-18s. Now, we're about to be joined by Rory Sloan, who's on the training track as we speak. They're under lights at Adelaide Oval. What do the old blokes do at training at this stage? So he's 33, preparing for game 250. What was a night of training look like for the older blokes? Uh, he probably would have had an afternoon sleep, um, <laughs> cup of tea, hot water bottle. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be a thing that they would be used to. Um, I, I always found the later you got in your career, the, the harder night games became. Right. You, you sort of, you know, your body, you wake up, you're ready to go, and, and you don't want to wait around all day. So, I mean, this takes you back to probably your, your upbringing and, your, and the country days, and that's, that's when training, training happened. Um, but certainly, I, I don't think I ever trained at night throughout my professional career. Right. Um, and you miss it. You miss it, because it does bring back those memories of training as, as a kid um, back in the country, and, and maybe that brought back some memories for these guys, but they're clearly doing it in preparation for a specific time slot. Yep, so it'll be nice for Roy. He's, he, they're going to move him off yeah. the track to come and join us, so he'll have a sweat up for sure. Let's yeah. have a little glance into tomorrow night, where the stakes are high. The, the Swans are out of commission, but they are nuisance value. And the Bulldogs, this is a tricky assignment. The top four is within their grasp, but if they fumble tomorrow night, they could very well be out of the eight. That's the sort of round we're about to step into. Selection plays a big role here for the Swans. We learnt during the day that Chad Warner wasn't going to be ready to come back. So Amati, Corey Warner and Wicks are in. And Lloyd injured with the concussion. Sheldrick is injured as well. Hickey's been omitted and Francis was the sub. And then at the Bulldogs, this is where it got really interesting. So Sam Darcy, he's had no luck since round two, but he's ready now. And Rory Lobb has been dropped. Bailing Smith is ill, so that's a story in its own right. But Lobb, 15 games, 14 goals. He's averaging two and a half marks a game. He's not 
been the commodity that they bought? No, I think they would have hoped for, for a lot more from, from Lobb. Um, the, it was open. The reason why he left Fremantle, because he didn't want to play in the ruck. So there was a bizarre decision to bring him to the Dogs, where they've already got Norton and, and Eugle Hagen was up and coming. So you didn't really see a, a spot that he would fit. So he had to be prepared to play in the ruck and, and have some sort of dominance in there to give English a spell. But if he was going to keep his spot in the side, he had to put a better output in terms of kicking goals and being a better forward and, and really assist those forwards because that's where he wanted to play. Sometimes you've got to give up your own ego and park your own ego and understand what the club needs. Um, it seems that he, he, is, he has failed to do that. The future is Darcy. The money's invested in Lob at the moment. Yeah. Bailey Smith, so he's, he's in a struggle for his form at the moment. He's playing perhaps out of his best position. He's now being linked to trades. It's causing discontent. The coach spoke out pretty strongly about that yesterday. It's done nothing to quieten the environment. He said he was ill last week and ill yesterday, couldn't train, so not to be part of this trip. Well, I was ill this week, Jared, and I was in bed for three days, so, so I, uh, I feel sorry for him. There, there are murmurings that he's, he's unhappy about the position that he's, that he's been played in. Whether that's, that's right or wrong, we, we don't know. We, um, we suspect we, and we hope that, that it's not, because I think players these days, as good as Bailey Smith has been, they need to understand that what is best for the team is, is where they will be played. Um, and the more you go against that, the more you fall out of favour. So we take it that he's, that he's ill. Uh, let, let's hope that he has this week off and, and comes back next week ready to go. Because as we spoke about before, I think this game tomorrow night decides whether the Bulldogs make top four. I still think they'll play finals. If they lose tomorrow night, I, I think it's a real struggle to, to make top four. Yep. And, and you know, history would suggest you are better placed to have a second chance. They've teased, they've looked like they're going to come a couple of times and then they've, they've had that stumble. This can't be the stumble. No, no. And I think, I mean, Richmond's probably a 50-50. Hawthorne, West Coast, we could pencil those in as wins. But if they win, if they win tomorrow night and, and Essendon do what they need to do down in Geelong, doesn't that make next week's game oh, yeah. even more enticing? Yeah, that's right. There's a great set coming. And if things fall a certain way, there's an even better set yep. coming in round 19. All right, let's get into the agenda. It belongs again on the Gold Coast. The day after the sacking of Stuart Dew. The dust settles, the assessments are made. In what transpired today, a key board member hastened his departure as the sense of unity that was presented just frayed at the seams. The truth of the matter is it's, it's a tough day. You know, a really top bloke has lost his job. It's a really tough decision. There's never a good time. There's never a right time. But good football clubs make tough decisions. And if we want to be a good football club, in fact, we want to be a great footy club, you have to make some tough calls. And this was a very tough caller. Mark Evans said if he does a good job, he'll be contracted long into the future. If he does a good job. He lost one game after that comment and he's gone. Don't leave someone publicly fighting for a job that's already lost. G'day, it's Matty Johns here from the Matty Johns Podcast. Now, each week on a Wednesday, I'm going to talk rugby league, bringing listeners to the very latest from the NRL, including insight analysis from one of the sharpest minds in the game, Cooper Cronk. Plus, on Fridays, we'll bring you inside the Johns family household. When I googled electric eel, it came up with the most frequently asked questions. First one was, can I power my house with electric eels? <laughs> 
whether it's uh, NRL or laughs, there's something in this podcast for everyone. Search for the Matty Johns Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I just don't get how the club then can sort of look players in their eye and say, this is actually what we believe and this is what we want to do because there's been an element of... We've heard this how many times before. They're certainly sad days for footy clubs. As a player, you'd be kidding yourself if you didn't think there would be some form of element of guilt. We've got a real exciting playing group. Dewey's done a tremendous job developing that talent. Success is, is very close. I hope that we can secure the best, most talented, most dedicated senior coach we can find. We're gonna live like Stuart Dew sacking has dominated the week. The players are yet to regather. Today was a day off and tomorrow they'll get back to work and Stephen King takes the reins as the interim coach. Jordan Lewis, as Stewie is a, a premiership teammate of yours and you spent time with him quite recently. I, just sort of emotionally, how did you take yesterday in? Um, I, I don't know why, but I, I felt angry. I, I felt like... Um, as you said, I, I caught up with him a, cu- a couple of weeks ago and he, w- and he was in a really good spot. He was realistic uh, in the way that the... in terms of experience and, and age of their playing list. They are, they are and never have been, so they're not and they never have been in a premiership window. So for people to think that they should be challenging and playing finals this year, their age and experience suggest that even if they were, it won't be long and sustained. So... When he took over that football club, they were in they were in a really bad way financially with their salary cap. Yep. So so to get that back in check takes time and it takes um, patience and it, and it takes the ability to offload players like like we saw Bose last year. I mean, could you imagine how bad that salary cap must have been? And if you offload a, a player with pick seven, so you're not in the window yet, you offload a player and pick seven, so that hampers your ability to get in top-end talent. I feel for him because it's a destination where it's hard to attract talent, experienced talent, to help nurture and and help these young kids out. And it's hard to attract high-end assistant coaches because you move your family up there and in three or four years, everything could blow up and you you might have to move back home. So um, my understanding, talking with Dewey and talking with some some managers, is the, the core group of players that had signed on and had belief in what the club and Stewie were doing, were on board. I think there, there, are, there are some people at that football club... When, when you're playing and your side's not going that well, you go into self-preservation mode. That's just what happened. It's natural. You look after yourself. I feel that that's been the case up there. When the heat started to come, I think people have gone into self-preservation mode and maybe saved their own jobs. And whether Stewie's the right coach for the club or not, but, but, but he, I, I think he's been the fall guy for, for that. Do you think he should have been allowed to see out the season, set the full exam and well, just see what it looked like? There's still a chance, Jared. Like, if they were to win this week and potentially next week, well, well they're, in the eight, they're in the eight and, and a chance to play finals for the first time in their club's history. So uh, they flinched. They flinched and you can only imagine uh, with the press conference yesterday and the board being totally united, Jared. Someone leaves today, so that wasn't true. Um, they haven't spoken to Damien Hardwick. I, I don't believe that as well. 
Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on in the background um, and it's hard to know what to believe now. Would, do, do you think it would be natural for Stuart Jew to feel betrayed? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's, it's always tough and there's never a, a happy coach exiting a football club in, in this instance. So you've got to understand there's, there's a lot of emotion around it. Um, I think there's people there that, that need to um, seriously look at the way that they supported him and whether they gave him the best chance and the playing group the best chance to be successful. Do you think they're about to be successful? I really do, yeah. Yeah, I think they've got a good core group of players. Whether that's next year or the year after, maybe they will get a, a, a spike. I think with another 30 or 40 games in the likes of Raul and Anderson and King and, and you know, Lukosius and, and all those players, and they, and they hold this group together, yeah, I, I, I really do. So whether Stewie Jew would have got that spike or whether the new coach coming in gets that spike, I think the list is already on the way to being, to being that type of list. They've, they've had clearly a lot of players that have left. I, I think they've got a good culture at the moment that keeps players. Um, and let's see if they go the shiny new toy. Yeah. It's going to be agonisingly unknowable, isn't it? Because if it does happen now, it will be credited with the switch in coach and we yeah. will just never yeah. know. Yeah. All right, we're going to head to Adelaide Oval now. I think you could make the case that outside of Tony Modra as competition, this is the most loved Crow of all. I think there's no question he is the most admired. He's coming up to game 250. Now, let me take you back to game 200, shall I? Round one, oh, 2020. This was the COVID round. <laughs> and there was nobody there for Rory to salute as he was cheered off in game 200. Not it'll, be family. A, it'll be a full house this time around. So if ever anyone deserves it, it is Rory Sloan. Rory, it's great to have you on 360. <laughs> Cheers, fellas. Thanks for having me. I it's do remember like that game now. Uh, pretty clearly, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, nah, actually, if you pan around, there's a few here, but there was, that's a lot. There was actually a couple of people there. I did sneak mum and dad and uh, oh. my wife in, and my I think Sonny was born then too, so <laughs> I did have about four people in the stands. You'll have a few more there this week, though. Absolutely, yeah. I can't wait. I mean, that's one of the best things about celebrating milestones is the fans get to celebrate, and they've, uh, they've been a huge part of um, my journey along the way, and I certainly love our fans. We had a spy tell us, Rory, that there was quite a special little moment ahead of training. The players were waiting for you out in the middle and maybe family. What transpired ahead of training tonight? Uh, yeah, it was very nice, actually. Lights were off. Um, there was a bit of mood lighting on Adelaide Oval and as the crowd started rolling in, um, yeah, had the, the whole playing group... Um, and my wife and my kids here, and they just played a few, um, few Rory Sloan highlights, which was, was really nice to watch. Um, yeah, it was good. A little moment for me, and the, the club's been doing this. I mean, we made a pretty special week for the Texan not long ago, and um, trying to make sure guys that celebrate their milestones, they do it in, in good form. Well, you've been ad admired across the league, whether it be from su opposition supporters or, or opposition players. So congratulations on, on that front. When you see the highlights and you see that the way that you've played the game, do you sometimes sit back and, and, and amaze that you've actually reached 250 because of the way that you've played? Um, no, not really. I, 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 am, I do enjoy reflecting back on it because that was always the goal. It was just... Um, 
I remember Dad speaking to me at a young age at juniors and just always drummed into me, just play footy the right way and that's go as hard back as you do forward and defend and attack in the right manner and do it, but play the game the right way. And um, Yeah, I think I've stuck true to that over the years and um, hopefully there's a fair bit left in the tank still to, to keep playing the same, same sort of game. Yeah, so, so how are you feeling? And you've spoken about reflection a, a lot and, and it's always nice when you're um, an elder statement to get you know, young kids in and you feel fresh and you feel young again. How, how are you feeling in your 15th season? Yeah, really good. I think the year off um, really helped, actually, uh, freshen up the legs and um, definitely changed the way a bit how I approached the game and how I trained um, in the gym. I certainly probably shortened my weeks a little bit, but bank what I do and um, have a huge focus on recovery. But um, the body feels great. A little less game time this year too. I've really enjoyed that role, which has sort of been a little senior role, I suppose. And um, <laughs> yeah, felt like I've had more impact, but it's kept the legs fresh. And yeah, coming into the back part of the year, I think that's going to hold me in pretty good shape. Yeah, and, and the ability to play a little bit more outside, no doubt. Uh, I mean, what were, the, what were those conversations like with, with Matty? Was it more about preservation or, or you know, you needed to they needed to protect you from yourself? <laughs> a bit of both, maybe. Um, Definitely that. I've, I've felt so good um, playing on the wing, and I know I probably should have done it a bit earlier. No, no, they've uh, had it easy, these wingmen. It started my career, so oh, it's, so, it's so different how you pull up Monday, but <laughs> a bit of it was just drop the ego. I mean, play less game time of footy, less midfield minutes, but I've certainly enjoyed my footy more than ever, so um, yeah, there's plenty of upside to, to spend a bit more, I suppose, having a bit more balance with the way I play. How invigorating is it, Rory, to be with a group that is is back contending for the eights and with aspirations in the in the medium term. Yeah, I mean, I love the way we've played our footy um, and the way these young kids have attacked their footy. Um, but it's really been the preparation over the last couple of years has put it in this situation. I heard you talking about Gold Coast before and it's it's been so similar with us. Um, the groundwork we've done is starting to pay off as these guys have played um, more game time, I suppose. And that's, that's a benefit when... I miss a year of footy. It allows these guys to step up in the midfield and you get Saligo, Rochelle, Pedler. Um, these guys get more midfield minutes and um, we fast-track our development. So um, aim of the game is just to, to keep playing and hold on for as long as I can so I can keep enjoying this ride with them. Yeah, is it, so there's an undeniable note of enjoyment that comes from you, Rory, at the moment. I suppose, I don't know, in, in the years where you're one of the great players of the comp and you're an absolute warrior. Is there, is there more enjoyment in a peculiar way now? Uh, maybe that's just life. I don't know. Kids, I've, I've certainly reflected on... Uh, I had some time, obviously, with a knee injury last year just to reflect on how I wanted to attack this year. And Coming into the last year of a contract, it was like, oh, I just enjoy every moment. Enjoy these nights of training, bring my family out, bring the loved ones around for the journey and... Um, just enjoy playing in front of crowds again because you certainly watch enough footy when you're on the sidelines to go, I don't want to take this for granted when I've got it. So um, that's probably where more the joy stem from, but it is hard not to enjoy this group as well. They're, they're a good bunch. Are you, are you going on next year? Uh, well, that'd be the plan. <coughs> yeah, hopefully that can be something I'll talk through with the club, but... Um, Look, I'll play until they no longer want me. Uh, they're going to have to drag me out of this footy club, I think. So, um, no, look, my body feels great. So I'll continue to play as long as I can. And um, hopefully I pick up those discussions probably later in the year. Now, Texas set a high bar for milestone games, hasn't he, with what happened a few weeks back? Mm. What's the equivalent for yeah, you? He was into of... me the other day. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, he was into me the other day. He's like, oh, you got to have 50 touches, I think 20 clearances, 15 <laughs> tackles, and maybe a couple of goals. He also set a couple of goal assists to himself as well. So, yeah, he's uh, certainly put it to me. And we have the merchandise here as well. So, Geordie, that's, uh, that's yours. This one will go to Robbo, who loves you with all his heart, Rory, and you well know that. But uh, there's, there'll be plenty of these, I'm sure, in the stands that you'll be looking forward to seeing at Adelaide Oval. No, it'll be a ripping night. So, yeah, I can't thank our fans enough and all our loyal supporters over all the years. So, thank you to all you guys and look forward to seeing everyone Saturday night. Yeah, okay. Hopefully a win. We, we know you like your red wine. Is there a, a special bottle that you've mm. tucked away? Um, maybe. Maybe one that, uh, I don't know, it could be a Mount Mary drop, Jordan. Um, there we go. Let's hope some yeah, free wine coming our Mount way. Mary so that, that, <laughs> that could be, yes, absolutely. We're not, good winemaker out there, right? How you saying? Uh, he's OK. Um, but no, I do love my wine, so maybe at some point I'll celebrate with my friends and family, definitely. Rory, it's great to have you with us straight after training. The very best of luck for, for this and for what comes next. Appreciate you having me, you too. Enjoy. Good on you. Game 250 for Rory Sloan. He's been a ripper, Jared. Yeah, total ripper. I've, you know, you, you always admire players from a, from a distance, but he's probably been nearly at the top of the list for me. Yeah. I loved it. Love the way that he's played. Uh, highest praise indeed. All right, we're going to head inside the four walls as we work into our Wednesday. Brad Johnson is here with Eddie Betts. We've got the Suns, the Lions and the Bombers as our real focus. Oh,